It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I'm excited about our topic today. We're going to talk about how to build a strong connection with your daughters. Now, if you are a mother of sons, please don't turn off the radio or please don't turn off the show. <laughs> this concept is going to apply to all children, but we're going to talk about it in the concept con text of daughters, um, just because that is the forte of my guest, who is Mo- Molly Pettingill. Hi, Molly. Thanks for Hi. being here. Thanks for having me. So Molly uh, is a marriage and family therapist. That's your background. Well, I got a degree in marriage family counseling. Yeah. yeah so you have the background and then you are uh, putting on a workshop called Dear Daughter. And essentially it teaches us how to do just that, build strong connections with our daughters. Yes. Yeah. I rounded up some really good people to help you know, build connection and, and teach our daughters and, and ourselves how to connect. Yeah, this yeah. is going to be so awesome. Okay, so let's get into this a little bit. Obviously, this can apply to sons too. I don't think this yes, concept absolutely. is gender specific, no. but we are just going to talk about it in, the, in in terms of our daughters because a mother-daughter relationship has a unique... It does, absolutely. Uh, a unique, has unique challenges, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. And there's actually... Um, specific. So in my background, I have a little business that I do that um, I use inspirational women to teach my daughters with. And I noticed in a lot of their stories, some of them are past, you know, historical women and some are present. A lot of them, it's they were able to succeed or do hard things because of their connection with their mom. And so that was a really strong point um, in my workshop and why I wanted to do that. And isn't it so so true that if you see somebody doing something, you believe you can do it. Yes. Like it's why we need more women in politics. It's why we need more women business leaders. If you see women doing it, you're like, oh, I can do that. Exactly. Yes. And that's why it's so important that we have those models and, and we share them with our daughters. You know, they don't always know about them. We have to share them with them. And so that was one of the things. And I just noticed there's a bigger strain on mother daughter relationships these days. Sure. There are just so many outlets. Back in the day, like when I had a question, I either asked my friends on the bus or you, you know, ask your mom. Yeah. But now it's like they Google it or they find friends on social media, you know. So it's almost harder to connect with our daughters than it was back then. Sure. And so we have to be more intentional. Right. We really have to put that first. Yeah. So you're saying they, we sort of miss that connection now because they can get it in other ways. Yeah. Yeah. And you're noticing that. Yeah. And so I kind of noticed that trend and I just wanted to bring it back to focusing on that relationship. We don't put enough time into our relationships, I feel like. Yeah, well, it's hard. And as I'm coming to record this today, I had a rough morning with my daughter. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> I feel like a, the worst mom right we now. We all have them. We all have them, absolutely. She's five. Her birthday's actually tomorrow. And okay. she's five. And, you know, when they just melt down over nothing, socks. Yeah. Melting yeah. down over that's socks. And you're like, age. why are you crying? <laughs> yeah. And that's not the way I want to respond to her. And I just, I just failed at it. But it's okay. You know, yeah. I know there's repair. She was fine when she went to school. But yeah, it's just hard. When you have those moments that you're like, oh, that was a mom fail big time. No, it, that's just part of development. And it's hard to recognize like, <laughs> right. it's okay that they have those emotions. Right. Yeah, okay. Let's get into some steps for how you build strong connection with your daughters. Is there anything we need to know background wise or how do we do this? Okay. So, um, so one of the things that led me to doing this workshop was 
like I said in my business, I um, so I noticed early on that this negative like self body image or this dialogue with her, my daughter's body was starting early. Starts so early. I was like alarmed. I was like, whoa, I'm not ready for this because. First of all, I don't have the best body image all the time. Um, I'm a six-foot woman. So I grew up having this battle all the time with my height of like, you know, we're presented of how you should look. And I Mm. felt out of place. It took only one kid to comment on my flooded jeans for me to be a wreck. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, my goodness. I don't have that that skill that I need, that I want my daughter. They're going to be tall. I have a tall husband. They're going to be tall. And I want them to be happy with that quality rather than rejecting that. So... I started this business because I wanted to take back. I have I had a really hard relationship with clothes because they didn't fit. All this. Sure. And so I named these clothes after inspiring women. And the idea was that when they get ready for the day, it wasn't about what they look like. It was what they acted like. Mm. So, like, I have a shirt that's a Rosa Parks shirt. And I would give it to my daughter and say, this shirt was named after Rosa Parks. She was an outstanding person who stood up for other people that were getting bullied and herself. She was brave and kind. Do you think you can be brave and kind today as you wear this shirt? Oh, my gosh. And so it was just like, let's turn that around and teach them. Like, it's not what you look like. It's what you act like. And so, and it worked. I had to apply this to myself. Well, absolutely. I mean, I'm just thinking about, and this is why we're talking about building confident daughters in the context, because women get so many messages about the way they're supposed to look. And I do do agree with you that it starts so early. Like my five-year-old already has negative self-talk. And I'm just like, I thought I could prevent her from this. And and I, I don't actually think you can prevent them, but you can address it yeah right you can give them the tools and resources to know what's bad and what's you know yeah what's, what's healthy and because what's I, not. I think that our brains are kind of wired for negative self-talk right we're critical I feel we're, like we're, judging, does, we're judgmental because we're, we're trying to stay alive like yeah. we judge to assess danger but when we judge and make it negative about ourselves or other people that's when there's a problem well and we just object objectify too much about our looks like sure. we put so much weight on looks and yes it has so little to do with how we look yes. it really does there are some contexts so like i had to train myself when i get ready in the morning instead of critiquing how i look i think what am I going to do today to prepare for what I, I want to accomplish? Mm. And that would determine how I got ready. Like, I might dress up a little bit more when I'm coming on a podcast. Sure. Or if I get the feeling that, oh, today I need to show up in my sweats and T-shirt uh, to pick up my kids because another mom needs to feel comfortable, that's what I'll do. Yeah. It has nothing to do with really – it has very little to do with what I what I look like, but how I'm going to act and prepare for what I need to do. Yes. And that's kind of what we need to focus on. And so that's why I tried to reframe it. For my girls of like, it's about what you do yes. and just give them little hints or reminders that what they're wearing is about how they act. I know. You know? Yes. And it's so hard when I when I have a five-year-old, you know, who like puts on an outfit and I'm like, you look so cute. And then I'm like, I'm not supposed to tell her she looks cute. I'm supposed to tell her she looks smart <laughs> or she is smart. You, you know need to mean? totally stray away from it because I said, like I said, there are some contexts, but you can just be like, wow, you look ready to do this. Yeah. 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 Like, and a lot of times I tell her, are you comfortable? I say, she says, mom, how do I look? And I say, are you comfortable? She'll say, yeah. And I'm that's like, fantastic. great. Yeah. Great. You know what you I mean? You look so yes. confident. I'm so glad. Yes. Yeah. I do want to try to shift away from you know, it matters what you look like, but it's hard. I, I feel like I enforce that a lot. It, it's like a default thing in me. And yeah. so that's why one of the reasons I did the workshop, because I'm like, I need some dig. I need to reframe everything I do, basically. And I'm, it's still a work in progress. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And so, and that was another reason. So in the workshop, I have 
uh, they do like I have an interactive journal in it. And it's really I call it a journal because it's more friendly, but it's really a workbook. And that idea is because I didn't want to just go to a workshop, get the information and then go home and forget about it. And so I created this journal so that it would be an interactive thing for me and my daughter to like talk about. And there's healthy things that teach you a little bit more. And so I created that because I'm like, this needs to be all the time. I yes. need to remind myself all the time to have positive self-talk yes. and, and be that for my daughter. You have to be the example. So positive self-talk, the first step in creating strong connection with your daughters and your kids in general. We're talking with Molly Pettingill. Uh, she hosts a workshop called the Dear Daughter Workshop, and she teaches you how to do this, which is lovely. Uh, Molly, hang out with me. We're going to talk about this more when we come back on The Mom Show. You've joined The Mom Show. Being a mom can be tough sometimes. We try to make it easier. Here's Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I'm joined by Molly Pettingill. She is uh, the host of a workshop called Dear Daughter Workshop, which uh, will teach you how to build strong connections with your children. And Molly, thank you for being here and teaching us how to do this. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is, this is this is going to be awesome. so good. So I, I we talked about this a little bit in the last segment. Your your first step to building. Um, a connection with your daughter specifically, but again, this applies to your sons too. Make sure you have positive self-talk and your teeth. Yeah, like, be that example. Yeah, yeah, be that example. And I think that is the biggest parenting tool we have in our toolkit is to be the person you want your kids to be. Yeah, right. Isn't that sometimes I was slap in the face? Like, so, such a, yeah. Like, hey, yeah. yeah. I'm not modeling yeah. the behavior I really want to. Be. Yeah. Yes, it's exactly. So no, I don't want you to yell, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, but once we know that, it's so much more powerful. Yeah, I know research shows that when you have nonverbal versus verbal like communication, kids mm-hmm. are going to pick up on nonverbal. Oh, yeah. Before they pick up on verbal communication. Yeah, I think it's like 10%. The words count as 10% is what we're communicating. Yeah, so you're yeah. like, no, eat healthy. No, don't do this. Do that. And, and like, they're not going to hear that. They're going to see what you do. They're yeah. going to watch you. Yeah. And so I truly, firmly believe that being the best version of yourself is the best parenting tool that you yeah, have. Exactly. Whatever that means for you. Yeah. You know, in my life, that means... Being fulfilled, being happy, yeah. being you're modeling confident. that behavior, yeah, yeah, and and being the change I want to see in the next generation, exactly, right, yeah, which is important. sometimes hard to do. It <laughs> is fighting. It, it takes a lot of work. Yeah, you know, it's not just easy. It, yeah, it takes work. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, so that's the first step. You know, positive self talk. Do you have any more tips for? How we do that? Because a lot of our brains are just wired for negativity. Yeah. So one of the resources I found that I, I bring to the, the workshop, um, well, that I bring to this wor- workshop is um, Beauty Redefined. It's a oh, nonprofit yeah, yeah. organization that really um, battles all these negative messaging that the beauty industry um, puts on us and and they put to light that we're objectifying right. our looks and that's just not how it's supposed to be and they have a mantra that I love and it's the my body is an instrument not an ornament yes that you should teach your daughters yes sure. because I think about that and when you talk about your clothing company that that teaches girls and women that you know how many times are our thoughts consumed by what we look like yeah that's so much energy like even, that we are wasting yes so much energy spent on how does my hair look today? Does, yeah. you know, like, what if I look weird? You know, just yeah, stuff no. like that, that is all consuming. And I recognize how hard it is to shift that thinking, but it's so important. It's really tricky. Um, one of the analogies that I really like that's been shared a lot of places, I know, um, is the analogy of a paintbrush that we're all like, our bodies are like a paintbrush and there's 
many different types of paintbrushes, you know, yeah. there's different shapes and sizes, but everyone can create a beautiful piece of art with their paintbrush. Yes. You just have to recognize what you have and, and utilize it. And so that's kind of a good way to teach your daughters, like, you have an awesome body and it's going to let you do a lot of things. Let's, right. Let's see what you can do with it. Yeah. What your body can do, not what it looks like is so important. Like, I remember growing up speaking to, you talked about some of your insecurities growing mm-hmm. up. I used to have a problem with my knees. Like, I thought my <laughs> knees were <laughs> ugly. And I'm like, who thinks their knees are ugly? That that's so, so funny. silly. Yeah. And then you think about it. What if I didn't have knees? Yeah. I wouldn't be able to right. run. Or Probably run. no one noticed your knees. Nobody noticed you my knees a lot of time. And that's the same. I noticed yeah. my knees. Yes. It's so funny. And we just have so much energy and thought that we could utilize and put to yes. good use. And so I really would recommend checking out Beauty Redefined because they help reframe your book. Because it takes reframing your own mind. Absolutely. What if I didn't have knees? I wouldn't be able to walk. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to run. Just appreciating like, all that it does yeah. for you. And that makes you knees. grateful for your body, not judgmental of it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. So another step in building connection first we got to have positive self-talk both for ourselves and then we can model that for our kids yes. what's next the next one I would see uh, or say is make time for your relationships this is I mean our lives are busy it's so funny we want our kids to be the best they can so we put them in all sorts of things like piano sports I don't know extracurriculars and we we put them in this and then we think oh they're going to be awesome and it's like well the most important thing is a relationship if we're not teaching them how to have healthy relationships they're really not going to have any success in life yeah and yet we're not making time for that and it's not going to make itself right nowadays it's not you you have to put in the time and effort i was going to say this is the concept that maybe brings me the most mom guilt out of mm-hmm. the things we'll talk about today um A lot of the times my good mom definition gets muddied with this concept of time that I have to spend all my time with my kids in order to have a good relationship. And I think that's a myth. That is definitely a myth. That's something that we put pressure on. And what's funny is more moms are spending more time with their kids than they ever have before. Yeah. And that doesn't increase relationships at all. No, no. Because you can be with your kids 24 hours and never actually make eye contact with them. (laughs) Exactly. It's really a matter of quality of time you know that truly is something and so and that's why I say it's so important that you make the time because then you're invested in it yeah because you have set aside other things for this specifically and and the other piece of that I think too is going back to that you know being the best version of yourself you need to be fulfilled in order to give your child the best version of you yeah so you can show up for them and be present in that time yeah like if you're unfulfilled or resentful when you're with them you're going to be annoyed you're going to be frustrated your mind somewhere else yeah your mind somewhere else Yeah. yeah you're not present so that looks different for every woman and every relationship and every marriage and every career choice exactly right but you have like i'm such a firm believer in doing what is best for you to be the best version of you for your kids yes i agree and you can come here and feel fulfilled and you could give your daughter the 10 minutes because you feel good you're like my day and and you're really looking forward to those 10 minutes because you're not like what am i doing with my life this is so boring i hate i hate being a mom right now you know what i mean yeah and and your kids will notice when you're there you know like they notice when you're just half there it's really easy to get an autopilot for me oh totally like getting my kids ready to school and just like I just become like not fully present and my daughter is really good at letting me know she would like mm-hmm. grab my face and be like mom listen and I'm look like, at okay, me I, I am know. listening to you now thank you for like getting me set back and <laughs> yes. me in and so you have to make the time and that's one of the reasons I did the workshop because like that's something people have to invest in 
and they are spending a good chunk of time. And you really have to do that. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, we don't have that, that means you need to give up good things for it. Mm. Because as other, like there might be some good things that you, you have to give up. But I promise you, nothing is going to like measure your child's success as much as your relationship with them. Yeah. And so one of the biggest things I would say, if you're not having family dinner where everyone's sitting down at the table at least three times a week, do that. Mm. If, if, if you remember nothing else, right. remember that. I need to make time for dinner because that is actually like studies have shown how much that can influence a child's life in so many different aspects. And that's where you build your family identity. It's so important. Is it okay if dinner is like together, but like in front of the TV, but together? Yeah. See, um, I would maybe recommend <laughs> taking away that's those like things. Our, that's like our family culture. Like that, we watch football. I get and it. That's yeah. I, do, kinda, like... I, I understand that happens, but I, I would say maybe try at least once Ugh. a week without Whatever, the Whatever, Molly. You're such a perfect mom. <laughs> no, I am not. No, this is I'm definitely not. I'm doing these things perfectly myself, but it's so beneficial. And your kids are young, so yeah. your dinner time. conversations aren't going to be as, you know, sure. but they'll still recognize. And if yeah. you set that habit now, it will be so much better. But it's just fading. That dinner time is fading. And that is that is like the center of our country. Like that was where a lot of things happened and it's just not anymore. So even if you have to make it breakfast, make it breakfast. Like some people I know have so many, just make it a meal where you're together at the table face to face. Okay. Yeah. Molly Pettengill giving us all the mom guilt here. No, I just got to <laughs> She has a workshop called uh, the Dear Daughter Workshop, and it teaches you how to build strong connection with your daughter specifically, but also this applies to sons. We will take a quick break. We'll be right back with more. It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. We're talking about how to build strong connections with your daughters specifically, but of course this applies to sons too. But my guest, Molly Pettengill, she hosts a workshop called Dear Daughter, which teaches mothers how to do this very thing. Hi, Molly. Hi. Thank you for being here today. Okay, so we've been talking about this concept of building connection, and we've talked about a couple of things, building positive self-talk in yourself and your kids, and being the example of that, to making time for your relationship, and it doesn't have to happen in 24 hours a day, it happens in 10-minute increments here and there, right? You make it what it is. Yeah, so So small, just quick connections, eye contact, stuff like that. Uh, Now moving on to... um, Meeting them where they are. This is a step you say in building connection is really important. Why? Yeah. Well, sometimes we overlook it because we have expectations because we're so used to connecting and communicating in one way. We kind of forget that each kid has different, you know, children develop differently. Their communication skills develop differently and we have to recognize where they are. Like you wouldn't talk to a toddler the same way you talk to a teen. Sure. Toddlers need you to get eye level. They need you to touch them. You know, Mm -hmm. they need so much different communication than a say a teenager was so sure. would so you need to recognize where your child's level is at right that's important and try to feed to what they would need not what you would need or what you expect yeah to that's, come back. that's interesting i'm trying to apply this to my five-year-old yeah. you know sometimes i look at her and i'm like are you 14 because you look like it <laughs> and, they, and they say but things yeah, that you're like wait yeah. a second you're like, yeah. where did you learn that yeah. but yes you're 
sometimes I, I forget she's a child. Yeah. You know, yeah, I forget we she's to, like, four going on five. Have these like mature feelings and emotions. Yes. And you're gonna, yeah. And know how to handle their emotions. That's why I lost it on her today because she freaked out about a sock. And let I me just, just tell like, you, who cares? You can't handle toddlers' emotions. <laughs> I have a saying in my house I don't have teenagers get, but I'm like, Teenagers and toddlers rule the world. Right. That's just, you just kind of, <laughs> you just kind of live with it. No. <laughs> it's so true because you do everything to keep the toddler from melting down. Yeah. Whatever that looks yeah, like. Yeah. yeah. But if you can recognize this is a stage. Yeah. I can communicate with them in this way. That's very helpful. Yeah. And touch is a really powerful one because it's a twofold mission. So like if you can keep that going for ever that'd be great yeah um but it helps you too to be in the moment because like i can think oh i'll get down and play with my kids and still be looking at my phone Mm -hmm. and then it doesn't that's really not being with my kids Mm -hmm. that's not but if i think oh they need hugs they need physical touch it kind of brings me into the moment i have to put my phone down and i have to engage yeah and that's more the kind of connection you need at that stage and so it's a twofold mission if you remember my kids need me to touch them yeah you know just a hug there Whatever it is, that that's a helpful one. As they get older, they won't want that as much. And sure. That's fine. And there's different communications. Like my daughter, as she got older, she actually helped inspire the journal that I made because she loved to write me notes. And that's oh. where she expect, expressed her feelings best. Interesting. And it was easy for me. Like she'd get mad at me and I'd be like, just go in your room. And we'd be high emotions. And she'd go in her room and then she'd slip a note underneath the door Aww. and I would read it and it'd be like, oh, I didn't know she felt that way. Oh, right. And it was so helpful. Right. So, that was just one of the ways that I was like, okay, so like writing notes, little things like that. Yeah. That's, that's up in that level. And that's so interesting for your child. I, I can't see my child doing that. Of course, she's five. But, yeah. um, you know, she did. She was freaking out this morning about a necklace that didn't have a clasp or whatever. And she was really <laughs> frustrated that she couldn't wear the necklace. And so I gave her one of my necklaces to wear. And she's, mom, can I keep this? And I'm like, probably not. This is my <laughs> necklace, but I'm letting you wear it. And she's like, I'm going to keep this. And like, she just went on about keeping this necklace. She's like, can I just want to keep it. Anyways, yeah. she went on about trying yeah. to keep the necklace. <laughs> And I was just like, we're going to talk about this later. I can't talk about it right now. And eventually she's crying and throwing a fit. And then she just comes back to me later and is like, Mom, I'm I'm sorry about the necklace. You know, it's like she was able to kind of recognize that that her emotions were about something else. And so I got down on her level, looked her in the eye, and I was just like, what were you really frustrated about? And she's like, I've been having this scary dream. And she told me about this dream. Oh, yeah, yeah. So just being able to, like, kind of peel back the layers Mm -hmm. on the emotions. Yeah, exactly. And just... Like you just said you did. You got down, listened to her, and yeah. like listening and meeting her at her level. That's really important. As they get older, it's a little trickier. Sure. You know, yep. teenagers, they're a little bit coded in there. You will have a child. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Over here. But you can meet them still where they are. Like, teens are going to be, if if they have a phone, they'll be on that phone. Sure. If you can hold off on that, great. But right, if they're right. on that phone... Um, meet them there with the phone. Like yeah. if you have to text them, be on social media, I would say do it because I know a lot of parents are scared of that. But that's a, another way to connect because that they're definitely connecting with other people on there. Yeah, I was going to say when it comes to technology and connecting, a lot of our kids are on their smartphones all the time. When you're saying meet them where they are, yeah, does that mean you're only texting them when you're in the living room? Or does that mean, you know, you're on social media seeing what they're seeing? Like, what does that look like? Well, hopefully, before you gave them the technology, you have boundaries. Sure. I I definitely think it's like you don't just hand your kid the car keys and say, 
go have at it. Right. You know, you want boundaries. Right. But once you, you get a do, learner's permit for a minute, yeah, and you, you have to drive with skills. me. And, yeah. yeah. So hopefully if you set that boundary and then once you, you know, say, oh, you can you can get on social media, get on there with them and model good behavior. Mm. Like you can post things about uplifting things and just and and make sure that you're on there not looking to be on there like a watchdog. Sure. They'll feel that. Yeah. They'll know that you're just there to see what they do and act. Be there to interact. Like, oh, I want to see what you're up to and your friends and like and and just model the good behavior of how you use it, how often you use it. Like you're gonna have to show them, I'll check it every once in a while at this time. And you know, just be that example. Um and then one of the key things I've just just noticed in some of my interactions with some teens that I work with, um, there's a tendency for parents, if they are on social media, to note, like, and they're watching their kids and interacting, if they see, a, like, inappropriate behavior, there's a tendency to want to lecture or correct right away. Right. And I would suggest maybe not doing that for a couple of reasons. If they feel like you're attacking them, they're just going to hide yeah. their, their, what they're doing. They're going to shut gonna, down. Yeah, or they'll yeah. yeah they'll just create a different account that mom can't see right. that kind of thing, but if they feel like you're there to interact and really want to understand, so you would go to them if you see them post something that you're not totally happy with, you just be like, hey, I noticed you post that. What was inspired? Like, just be open minded. Yeah. Half the time they will lecture themselves, right? And they'll recognize, oh yeah, I guess that could have been inappropriate, and be like, oh, I'm so glad that's awesome. You noticed that was a mistake. You're so smart. You right. make it again. Instead of coming in guns ablaze and being like, yeah. why did you do that? that What's wrong with so you? Wrong. Yeah, yeah, you're going to get yourself in trouble. Yeah, try to just be more open-minded with it because they're going to make mistakes. That's going to happen. It's a new technology. There's new things coming at them all the time, and that's okay. If it becomes a pattern, yeah. then you can start to Well, and essentially what you're saying is have empathy for their mistake, yeah. right? And when you come in... Like just blaming and accusing, that doesn't mean you have to accept the behavior. Like no. I think empathy and acceptance are different things. Well, and right? that's meeting them at their level because yeah. at their level, they really probably don't understand why it's so harmful, whatever they did, you know? Right. So you have to really understand. I mean, their prefrontal cortex is not all the way developed. So right? they are not making all the best choices. So you have to really understand that. And I think if you can remind yourself of that, then you can come a little bit more open and then they don't feel like mom and dad just want to see what I'm doing. Yeah. They don't really care. Yeah. You know, and it goes back to this overarching theme we've been talking about as far as connection mm-hmm. goes, right. Yeah. And building this connection. And if you come in there just hot headed and, and trying to shame them, essentially, it's not going to work. That's not building a connection. Yeah. Though. Yeah. That's severing Absolutely. yourself from yeah. them. So Molly Pettengill hosts a workshop called Dear Daughter Workshop. When is the workshop? Where can people find it if they want more information on you or uh, to learn more? Yeah. So um, the workshop is October 25th. It's an evening one from 4 to 9. It's going to be so amazing. There's so many amazing people involved. I really try to get sources that I feel like bring some value. And so and it's just an awesome time. Um, they can find me. So it's listed on my business website. It's daisymayandme.com. And um, they that's where they can find out about the events and when we hold future ones. Right now, we're hoping to hold them twice a year. They might travel. So And Daisy May and Me is your clothing company, right? That's my clothing company, yeah. Okay. But it's associated with it. It kind of presents the Dear Daughter Workshop. And, and if they are interested in like a journal 
the workbook that I have, you can purchase that separately too. Okay, awesome. I feel like it's a good resource at home to help you connect. Yeah, but tickets still available for the workshop? There are a few. We made a little bit extra space. So if you are interested, I would grab them fast. And it's in Utah County, right? Yes, it's in Utah County. It's at Noah's Event Center in Linden. Okay, on the 25th. Yeah. Okay, Molly, hang out with me. One more segment. We're going to talk about building strong connections with your kids a little bit more when we come back. Back inside the Mom Show. Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Thank you for joining us today on the Mom Show. Welcome back in. I'm joined by Molly Pettengill. She hosts a workshop called the Dear Daughter Workshop. She also has a background in marriage and family counseling and is talking about how to build strong connections with your daughters. Molly, thank you for joining me. I'm pleasure to be here. Okay, thank you for uh, all of this information. I have so much to implement when I get home. It feels like a lot. Yeah, but we're talking about this concept of building connection because ultimately what you've taught us today is connection is the most important thing with our kids. Relationships, our relationship with our kids will determine a lot of things. It's not like what sports they're in or how much, you know. Yeah, no. One of the jokes at school when, you know, learning about counseling and stuff, one of the jokes was that, you know, when they're in therapy, half half of the blame goes to mom. Yeah. And, you know, we thought it was funny, but that doesn't feel as funny now that I'm a mom. <laughs> I know, that does right? not feel funny. And so I really am like, I need to make sure that that's not the case for my kids, yes. you know, and, and really focus on making sure they feel supported and connected with me in a healthy way. We're all screwing up our kids. It's just trying to yeah. do it unintentionally. Exactly. Right? We're all doing the best we can with what we have, truthfully. Yes, yes exactly. It's hard to remember that sometimes. Exactly. So you teach, you know, how to create a good relationship and what goes into that. What, I mean, is the is a quote-unquote good relationship in the eye of the beholder, if you will? Um, well, I definitely think that even with good relationships, we we put expectations sometimes on what we think that means. Yeah. We think, oh, if I'm going to have a good relationship with my kid, they're never going to mess up. That's right. not what that means. Right, right. It means that when my kid's struggling, they're going to come back to me mm. and I can help them. And that is so what I want out of motherhood. Right? Yes. You want them to feel like you are always there for them because truthfully, that's how you feel. Yes. That's there. Like. No matter what you do, I'm here. Almost to a fault where my husband gets on me because I uh, don't discipline enough. He mm. thinks I he thinks I come in and be the hero and like let uh, my kids off the hook and like, stuff I like that. I just want you to come to me. So. Yeah, or I just want you to like me, or I don't come in, you know, to yell at you. I come here to understand you, and and that's where I that's where I pull in all these other resources to yeah. teach me healthy habits and patterns, so that my kids not just rolling over me. But that we're having healthy boundaries and they trust me. It's really about building trust. Right. Because there is going to be a stage in development. So we know from studies that every person goes through this stage of development. It could be later or earlier. A time when our executive source of information that we have, like a parent, um, we realize they're not always right. We realize our parents aren't perfect. They don't know everything. I I am perfect. That will happen. That's a normal thing. Your kid will go through with that. Right. And what you want is you wanted to, you want that you have built enough healthy patterns of trust with them that they will circle back to you. That is That's what we want. Yes. Because that will happen if, if they, they feel trust, they'll be like, okay, well I still trust my mom. And to know that that stage is normal, this pulling away, yes, yes. right? And Sometimes so, we want to be like, this is not normal, right, but it right. truthfully or is. It what just have hurts. I, yeah, what have I done wrong here? Or I screwed this all up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We want to play Spain, but really that just that just happens. And so if we can recognize that, but if we've 
set ourselves up for success, they will come back to us. That's one of the reasons I do. It's not proven yet, but with my business of sharing with my girls, all these different inspirational women, I'm secretly hoping that as I teach a value with all of these historical women, that when they go searching for other places, they'll just still come back to me because they're like, oh, yeah, my mom taught me about that person. Right. And they had that and it will still pull them back to me. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's not proven yet, but I'm hoping, you know, yeah. when that phase comes and they go looking at other places, they will still come back to, oh, yeah, my mom taught me these amazing women because... She wants me to be like that. Yeah. Well, I just want to be the source of empathy for my child. You yeah. know, when they're having a hard time, I want them to come to me and be like, mom, mom makes things better, not because she fixes it, but because she understands. Yeah. You yeah. Know? They just need someone to know. Yeah. Yeah. So you teach this process of how to build strong connection and you talk about poor self-image, both in yourself and then being the example of better self-image. Yeah. And that can go for body image. That can go for just, you know, negative self-talk. Yeah. Um, anything, feeling inadequate in any, any yeah. place. We really need to try to overcome that negative. Feeling like a failure. And I notice it too, just by how I talk about myself. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. my little five-year-old in her five-year-old way will be like, you're a bad mom. And I say, I am not a bad mom. Like I straight up correct yeah, that's her. That's good. Right? Uh, yeah. Because, because I value myself in that way yeah. and know that I'm not a bad mom. That's good. Yeah. yeah. It's really it's really hard to overcome that because we're so keyed in on negative things. Yeah. We really need to have more positive, positive, um, the ratio is usually always off. You sure. Know, there's more negative to positive. We need yeah. to reverse that. That's and you idea. also, you also teach, you know, that we are, what we do and say, what we do and say are different things, right? And if we're trying to lecture them and they're going to get most of their behaviors from watching us, yeah. which the context can be the is worst. more important than yeah. what you're saying mostly. Yeah. 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 Or how you're saying it. Yeah. So you also talk about um, making time for your relationship. Yep. Making it a priority. Yeah. It's so important. And that's hard because we want to fill our stuff up with things that are important. Right. But your child's relationship with you is the most important. And it doesn't have to mean you're with them 24-7 no. either. Because yeah. that's where the guilt kind of comes in for me, you know, where I work and, yeah. you know, I'm not. Uh, the, the nannies with them more than I am. Yeah. And it could be easy for me to let those thoughts creep in of like, they like her more than me. She's better than mm-hmm. me. You that know what I mean? Battle. Yeah. But I don't see it that way. I see it as I am doing this to be the best version of myself and everyone's better for it. Yeah. And they know when you're there, you're there for them. Right. And that is that. That's what makes the difference. Right. No matter how much time it is. Right. And then lastly, you talk about meeting them where they are. Yes. And recognizing the stages of development and not expecting too much or too little. Yeah. And just really. And that's different for every stage, right? I have little kids. Yeah, we have to adapt. You don't have teens yet, but teens yeah. have a whole other set of things they're dealing <laughs> with. Because I'm working with teens. I'm like, this is prepping me, man. This right? Because really... <laughs> it's going to be a lot. It's yeah. a lot of emotions. And and just the knowledge about knowing teenagers. teenagers are having this burst of hormones yeah. and their, you know, prefrontal cortex isn't always always developed mm-hmm. all the way it developed mm-hmm. that is actually really powerful because you can be like they're making dumb mistakes but that's part of life and they're learning with it and hopefully that will form yeah and, and they'll stop doing it you haven't screwed it all up yeah like it's yeah, yeah it takes time uh molly pengill is who we're talking to the the workshop is called dear daughter workshop it's happening next week right in um the 25th. in utah county so tell us where when how to get tickets right 25th Friday the 25th in Linden, Utah, Noah's Event Center. And you can get tickets at, it's on Eventbrite. You can just type in Dear Daughter Workshop on eventbrite.com. 
com, or you can even go to daisymayandme.com under events tab. There is all the information there. And there's a lot of powerful women and examples in there that I, I value and I think really can set you up to making strong connections. Molly, I love the work you're doing. Thank you. Keep it up because you are just going to strengthen the next generation, especially for women. That is the hope, right? Right. Yeah. Keep it up. Thank you. Thank you for being here Thank today. You for having me. As always, you can podcast this episode wherever you podcast. Just search for KSL Mom Show, Stitcher, iTunes, um, wherever you podcast. We'll be back next week on the Mom Show.